This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 548 of the Dressage Radio Show, the official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. For today's show, we will be talking all about setting goals for 2020. We'll be joined by Ruth Hogan-Polson, who published the Dressage Riders Journal, and Karen Isberg will give us some insight into how she's setting her goals for the year. Following that, Reese and I will have a riding tip to start the new year. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Well, <laughs> how's it going? 2020, the year of vision, for sure. Clear vision. Clear vision. Okay. <laughs> Clear vision, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a daughter of an ophthalmologist, so Vision is a big thing in our in our house <laughs> for sure. Twenty twenty vision is is the goal all the time. So uh, now it's it's been great. You know we are full swing ahead here in Florida. Now we are settled. We we've been here. It's crazy to say almost a month, about three and a half weeks. And yeah, we're we're here. We're settled. The clients are all here, and we're working hard. I've started myself my own fitness kind of journey. I've worked out every day this decade. <laughs> which is good. You got to start that's somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. And, um, lessons we're doing lessons and, uh, we've already worked with, uh, I'm really excited. Wendy Murdoch stopped by and we worked with her system of biomechanics and, and the Franklin ball system that she coaches with, which is fantastic. And then we went to Andy Thomas, uh, who's the U S physiotherapist. And I've been working hard with my coach, Scott Hassler. So, uh, we are, we're all a little bit sore around here. I'm not going to lie, but we're all loving it and having a great time. Well, I think, you know, if, if my Facebook feed tells me anything, everybody is busy. And actually, I think the first show at international show at Global is just getting started. Yeah. Uh, today is Thursday. Grand, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the Grand Prix, it literally, I have not checked the results, um, but it's going on right now. So uh, it'll be our first Friday Night Lights tomorrow. Tomorrow, um, yeah. Yeah, and you're heading down here next week for the trainers conference and and potentially to kick my, my butt a little bit, not going to lie. We'll try and get some video and pictures of that for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always fun. We always love when Phil comes into town and I've, I've got work for him. He, <laughs> he knows I, I have work, uh, so which is great. So we're really looking forward to that. A lot of people come in for that trainer's conference and it's a really busy it's time a here. fantastic so. event. I really, yeah. you know, um, get to focus on on learning a little bit and getting out of the cold. That's a big, a big thing for mm-hmm. me. And uh, <laughs> I have to tell you that it's been, been kind of a tough week here. We've had all kinds of crazy weather and I don't know, it's hard to, hard to be achieving your goals, talking about goals for 2020, hard to be thinking about summer goals and summer showing <laughs> when, when the snow is coming down and, you know, I had to cancel some lessons and things Whoa, like that. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, you cancel lessons because of weather. It's not yeah, good. Exactly. I can tell you, I would not, would not even leave my house for a month. <laughs> if Phil's canceling lessons, there's no way I would be leaving my house. No, it's true. You know, we, we get it for sure down here. That's where everybody comes and it, it, it's so intense when you're here. Um, but I think everyone's going to really enjoy this, uh, rider, uh, training journal that we have for you because it's a great time that if it is cold and you can't leave your house or whatever's going on, it is a good time to kind of sit down and with a, you know, hot chocolate or glass of wine, whatever you want to do and, and, and kind of think about what you do want to do, even if right now you can't do it. So we've got, we've got a great chat with Ruth Hogan Polson and one piece of news that came out, which is very, well, it's, it's, I think we're all disappointed, but, but feel, feel for Laura Graves. She's retired, uh, Verdadis or Diddy. She, that came out yesterday that she has retired him. She, she decided not to take him for through the Olympic selection trials and through the process for Tokyo this year. So I'm disappointed. I think we all love seeing her ride that horse and the relationship they had together. Uh, but I completely respect the fact that she retired him on a high note and, and and I know Diddy will enjoy uh, his his retirement. And Laura's got some fun new horses coming along, uh, so it'll be fun to see her as she goes through the next chapter of her life. So we really wish her the best of luck. Well, Phil, we'll get started. We're going right with Ruth Holgen Polson. She is going to tell you all about the training journal that she is the author of. Well, for our celebration of setting goals in 2020, we are so excited to have Ruth Holgen Paulson. She is an FEI writer and trainer and the author of the Dressage Writers Journal, Planner and Calendar. We are so happy to have you, Ruth. Welcome. Thank you. I am so honored to be with you guys. Thanks so much. Well, we are both in, in Wellington and, and I ran to your barn to grab the journal the other day and I've already been using it because we are full swing of head down here, all riding and training. Uh, so I've, I've had a chance to already start leafing through every night and have it by my bed. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then about the journal. I'm happy to. So I have been riding and teaching and competing for more than a couple of decades now. And I have a lot of students in Vermont, which is where I really live. And I have my wonderful farm down here, Bespoke Farm in Loxahatchee. And I have a lot of students there. And they're not always able to travel with me year-round. And so uh, numbers of years ago, I realized there's always this trend where just before the end of one season begins and the other ends, I have a scuffle of students who say, there's only two weeks left. I need some goals. I need to write things down. I need to know what to work on. And did I really make progress this winter or summer? And how am I doing? And what should we be doing? So it this journal was kind of born out of necessity for my own students and their record keeping and our communication together about where the plan for them is going. Because often, you know, goals change. You succeed, you over succeed, you miss a goal. And, you know, it's just really a great way to keep yourself on a track of your path and then appreciate your progress. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I love in this journal, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of journals on the market, not a lot, but there are journals on the market, but this one I love because it's a daily one. There's a section in each 
day, which I think is really critical because, you know, again, you can go through your writing or your lessons and then you think, did I actually fix that? Or, or what's my homework for the week? You know, I have a lot of students that I see once a week and it's nice to be able to say, okay, come on this week. This is your homework. I want to, I want you to work on sitting this way or this exercise. And I think it's so cool that it's a daily journal that you can write down and say, okay, this is what I'm doing this week. These are my actions toward my goal of the week. So it's really an interactive, you could, you know, I have this by my bed. uh, So I'm, I'm jotting down right before I go to bed. So I rethink of what happened with my horses during the day or what happened during my lesson that day. Those days are obviously I'm, I'm jotting a lot more down. But this would be great. I was thinking for my students even to keep it in their car. So as before they head off out of the barn. Yeah, I thought it would be great. One of the things that I found when, you know, this was before I made the journal when we just had like our little log books is that I asked them to like write down, okay, today we learned the counter canner loop. And why do we do true bend or why do we do counter bend? And it was a, it was really eye opening to me that even when they were doing it in their lesson, they didn't really understand why they were doing it. And so when they would write it down and then bring it back to me, I would be able to say to them, "That's right." And then this is why you're doing it, so that they understood why, not just how. And then I realized because I do the same for my own horses with the journal that. When you write something down, then you really have to own it and understand it. And if you have your trainer review what you've written, then it really gels the whole communication to make sure everybody's on the same page. Well, and I think that's so important because, you know, even, you know, I had a, I had a question, so I kind of went through the journal myself for my lesson. And then my, my coach came back a couple days later and I had some very specific questions about what happened. Like, how did you want me to ride that corner before the zigzag again? Like, can we, can we go specifically over that? Because I don't think I got it. And, and it was really helpful in, with my own riding of kind of, you know, being accountable student in a way, you know, coaches like that. We, you know, we want to hear people say like, ah, I really thought about that movement and, and I, or I tried it again and I, I just, am struggling with it. Can you help me with that? Um, and I think that that's so important in the dialogue of, of a student teacher and in learning and in developing over time and really kind of owning your own writing. And, and for myself, using the journal, I really, I, I put an asterisk by it and said, okay, this is what I, I can't remember. What were we talking about? So I think that that's so important. And I like that there's also diagrams of the arena so that if you learn a new exercise, you know, you can jot that down so you have a really nice little toolbox as you as you leaf through your journal of like, oh, if I'm working on shoulder in, I think a couple of weeks ago we worked on that in my lesson, for example, and you could leaf back through and 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 pick a diagram of that that exercise. I that's how I I've been using it, and I thought that, that was really cool. Yeah, how you did that. and I made a lot of changes for spatial stuff like that from last year's journal. Because I really wanted you to be able to have enough space to write something down daily. And then also, the, at the, you know, there's always the arena diagrams at the beginning of the month. But at the end of the month, there's all these blank arena spaces for doing exactly that. Like, 
maybe you're practicing the zigzag, but there's four different places in the arena you can practice the zigzag. So your horse doesn't always get anticipatory or worried or, you know, trying to overachieve something for you. So I've tried to give more space for that weekly and daily and monthly writing down of stuff that you've done. And and so far, the feedback I've gotten has been very positive on the use of the space. Yeah, no, I think yeah, it's I mean, really- that, that's uh, kind of important for somebody like me who's a real kind of visual learner to be able to draw things out. You know, the way that I learn my test is actually I have to draw them out. And then, and then no problem, I'll be able to remember it. But I can never remember if somebody is just reading me the tests, you know, and, and, and I do that too, to, you know, to practice the tests and, you know, X, halt, salute, C, turn left, turn right. Yeah. But I could never learn a test just by doing that because it's just, it's just the different ways that people learn. So I think that sure. the book is good because it has, you know, it has things that you can write down in words or it's, you know, drawing the picture or, you know making sure that that the understanding is is in all facets and you know i think that's that's great and you can look back and remember and then you you can really develop develop the learning and and organize your thoughts about about the priorities of an exercise and the book can just have great ways of 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 reminding you of of you know how to ride well and and everything that your coach says because Lord knows, I, I, you know, I'd forget between lessons, uh, you know, of, of my own learning, you know, just even little tidbits or little tips and tricks that, that, you know, should probably mm-hmm. write them down and, and, and then remember them better. So. I love it. Well, Ruth, in, in the beginning of the book, which is fantastic of the journal, you have a couple self-assessments and you have a mind map kind of, can you go over what the mind map is? Cause I looked at it and I thought, gosh, I have some questions on that. I want, I want Ruth to go over that. So could you go over that? It's on like page uh, two or three of the book. So how, how do you do sure. that? So we put the self-assessment just before the mind map. And I always tell my adult students, just you sit down after work with no stress, maybe a glass of wine and have a good old fashioned assessment of your strengths and your weaknesses and you know just being honest about that really helps you come to a valid use of your mind to help you overcome your weaknesses and develop your strengths so then I thought well now what do we do about those strengths and weaknesses how do you want to apply them so I did these two different goal-setting areas with the mind map, and the first one is a sort of a larger, bigger dreaming over many years, your big ideal achievements about what you want to accomplish. Do you want to do the Grand Prix? Do you want to, you know, get your bronze medal? Do you want to teach your horse a flying change? Everybody has different goals. so. You know, I, I wanted people to dream big about this over your lifetime, shorter term goals, like one year, two years, three years, months, and then break those down into achievable action setting goals. So then the second set of uh, on that page is your goals where you, you have less time to think about what you want to do 
to achieve your smaller term goals over the next three to 12 months. So sometimes when you say, I want to teach my horse of flying change is your lifetime goal, then, then suddenly you have, and then what's next? Or sometimes you say, I want to ride the Grand Prix, but you don't break it into achievable smaller chunks that you can chip away at because as you know it takes so long and so forever to turn the Grand Prix so I found it important for my students at all levels to kind of break down their goals into smaller pieces that they can take action on on a weekly and monthly and yearly basis yeah, I think it's I think it's so good. I think it's so important to be able to say like again, you know, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, why do you come to the barn every day? And and even if like you said, in it's any goal. It can be the Olympic Games, it can be regionals, it can be nationals. It could be not to show but to to make an amazing uh animal, you know, however you want to do it. So I think it's it's really important that, you know, it's not always competition driven. A lot of times it is, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but why do you why no, do you go to the barn every day? Yeah, I would say more than half of my students do not compete, and you know they make their they have they have very very good and high quality goals for themselves and for their horses, but it does not involve competition. And, you know, as we all do, because I think dressage riders are of a certain type that we're really mm-hmm. goal getters, whether it's a competition or it isn't, we, we are often thinking we should be doing more. And what's been happening, which is interesting over the last couple of years since the journal has been coming out is, you know, I'll have a discouraged student like, oh, I didn't really do what I wanted to do. And I said, well, let's look back and see what you said a year ago. Oh, a year ago, you wanted to learn how to do a flying change, and now you just did four tempes. Oh, yeah, I did. That's great. It puts a different perspective on your progress when you, when you actually can see, because you wrote down, you never did a flying change before, then you just did four tempes. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's measurable, right? You can say, okay, look back. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking too, with the journal, you know, it's so fun to have it in an organized place because sometimes I'll have, I'll write, I'll go to a clinic or something and I'll write, but it's like five different journals. So it's hard for me to look back and say, okay, this is what I did, you know, uh, last month, you know, cause it's in a different spot. So I love that it's in one organized spot and it's easy to read it and it's easy to use it but it's very easy to go back. And I think that's, I think that is important to, to look back. So I think it's, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic tool. I think, you know, it's even, it's, it's just the beginning of January. So this is, would be fun that to get this for your trainer or to get this for everybody in your barn. So everybody's sort of working mm-hmm. on it. So I, I think it's a fantastic, so talking about it, but how can we find it, Ruth? Where can, where can we find the journal and find more information about you and your program? So right now it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, I have this wonderful gal who I would really love to mention. Her name's Ariana Marshall. 
And she's my partner in this book. And she was a working student of mine, I think, about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she's a mom and has kids. And she's still passionate about horses. And she is just like the most organized gal you've ever met. And I have all these ideas, but she really helped me put this together. So she and I decided to do self-publishing through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So you can certainly find them there. You can also find it on my website, which is Ruth Hogan Polson, and that is P-O-U-L-S-E-N.com. Um, and I have a newsletter that goes out that has links and everything on there to all kinds of things and position tips. So you can always sign up for the newsletter at RuthHoganPolson.com. Um, and I'll, I'm just going to step back for a second where you said you did clinics and you had things written everywhere. Yes. That's another reason why <laughs> I decided to do this journal. And I also have a sketchbook for Phil. You were saying about how you ha- like to draw, draw out your patterns. Yeah. There's a Drusarina sketchbook that is literally like 500 blank pages. Letters <laughs> oh, Phil, that's for you. I usually just draw yeah. my own rectangle on the front <laughs> On a napkin, probably. (laughs) And uh, I also do a a limited amount of freestyles for people. And I I, uh, volunteer to be the coach and choreographer for the uh, international wing foot team for the breast cancer benefit. And I made a dressage freestyle sketchbook for drawing out your patterns, which has been really just out of necessity because I'd have like, 50 scraps of paper when I would go to my client's yeah. places yeah. with all these different patterns drawn out. And I'm like, duh, would you just put it into a book? Yeah. So like, for example, this Sunday, I have my first practice with the international team for CODA and I've drawn out everybody's position and pattern for the pattern that we'll be doing for the competition in March. And that, and then there's another 20 pages for them to make their own notes about what we do in practices. So there's a, there's a couple of other useful, oh, so you just yeah. like scrap the playing around. Yes. yes fantastic. <laughs> well, we're so glad because of, of the two of us, Phil would even say this, I would be the more organized one, but this is something I've struggled with. So I'm really excited to use the book and, and the journal and, and, and we will report back how we do over the year. And we hope that our, our listeners will do the same. So Ruth, thanks for coming on the show. And we look forward to chatting next year about the 2021 version and how we did with this year. So I hope everyone gets the journal and we can all do it together. So thanks so much. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I really love your show and I appreciate it a lot. Well, right after this commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, we're going to have Karen Isberg, who is the president of Kentucky Performance Products, talking about her goals for the year with her horse, Oreo. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. 
This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, today we are so excited to have Karen Isberg in her role as our adult amateur, oh goodness, uh, goal setter. So Karen, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me down here in Wellington in the thick of it. (laughs) Yes. So what uh, we've been down here now, you've been down here almost two weeks. So what do you think? What's going on in your, in, in our Wellington journey? Well, you know, it's it's really amazing to be down here because there's just so many opportunities to work with so many different people. I mean, we had that clinic with Andy Taylor. He's the, you know, the physio guy that works on, you know, getting you to relax your body in certain ways and be more balanced and, and flexible on your horse. And then two days later, we were working with Richard Malgram with, our, you know, with, with long lining our horses and teaching the horses to be more balanced and 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 flexible. So, I mean, there's just so much down here. Just every day is an opportunity to learn something more. So it's really, it's really fun. It is. It is really fun. And we really try to do, you know, something every day, you know, whatever it is, we try to do something educational and fun or, you know, I have a lesson or, or, you know, obviously we have training. So it's really quite fun. And we really, the last week have, we had Wendy Murdoch here, which was fantastic. So, um, we'll, we'll have a segment coming on with her soon and it's really, really fantastic. So you, you gotta, you gotta love it. So what's going on with you and Master Oreo Cookie? Master, Master Oreo Cookie. He, well, he's, he's wonderful. He, he, he's, he's great. If I get it right, he does it. He, he gives it to me. So, but he does make me work for it. So, you know, and, and I think we, you know, you're talking about um, goals and stuff. I mean, I, there's just, to me, there's like three levels of goals. There's the short-term goal, there's those medium goals, and then there's the long-term goal. Yep. You know, and, and for me, the long-term goal is to get my bronze medal. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I want to really try to do. So, but that, that is, you know, there, it takes a lot to get there, you know? And, and so, you know, my medium term, term goals for this year, you know, which you sat down and helped me set would be qualifying scores for training level and hopefully for first level. And we're going to try to get those or most of them anyway, before I leave for Florida, before I leave to go back to Kentucky. So, but you know, that's kind of, that's, those are some big goals for me to do. And then the short-term goals, I, I think those change from week to week, depending on what's going on and, and, you know, what kind of week we've had with training and what different people we've worked with. And so I think, you know, typically a short-term goal for me, which is almost every time I get on the horse is to just to sit back properly where I belong on my seat bones. We kind of went through that this morning and I said, gosh, you would think after all this time that this, I would get this. But it's hard for me, and I, you know, I have to think about it every day, and I have to be reminded of it periodically by you on the ground. Even when sometimes I think I have it, I don't have it. Sure. So yeah. you know, sometimes the short-term goals are, you know, the long-term goals are out there, and and you're aiming for them. But it's those short-term goals of every day that that really allow you to improve your riding because yeah. that's the one that you can. It's, you know, it's most attainable. You can reach it. You know, yes, today I sat back. 
you know? <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. And I think that's so true. You know, I think like you said, like one of the things that we do is we really try to set goals and really, yeah, we try to, to say, okay, what are some short-term goals? What are the medium goals? What are the long-term goals? So that we know what we're working for. And since it's so intense down here, it is true that they may change from week to week. And and that happens sometimes. And that's not a bad thing at all. Like this week, we have your first show, which is crazy to think, oh my gosh, we're showing. But we've been preparing for this for a long time. Um, you know, we knew this was the target. We knew this was the horse show we were going to start. It's a, it's a schooling show, but we treat all the shows the same. Um, it's the same. It, it, it doesn't matter. The horses don't know the difference. So you know, it's one of those things that we, we continue to work on together and, and I love it. And I think that's what you've got to think about. And, and as we, we talked about this this morning with, with the, the seat, you know, the seat is, it's a never, I mean, is Isabel Vare works on her seat on a daily basis and she's the greatest of all time, arguably, you know, it's something that you're always working on. And, and it's true, you know, to have somebody kind of around to say, Hey, come on, you're not sitting back. I see you walking around and you're still not perfect is, is really helpful because we as riders, and if you don't have mirrors, we don't have mirrors here at the, at the farm in Florida. So, you know, you need someone to say, Hey, you're not there. Come on, step back. And, and once you get that, and once you feel that it's so very, very helpful. Um, so I think that's so important for sure. Well, what I, well, what yeah. I like is that, that you guys are talking about is just, you know, getting out there a little bit early, getting out to a horse mm-hmm. show early and using that as a, uh, uh, as a test or, you know, as a, you, you, you got to have a, a gauge to be able to say, you know, whether you're improving or not improving or just to get out there and experience your first show ride and s- see where you're at and see where you need yeah. to put a little bit more focus on or, or, you know, something that you're doing really well that maybe you want to want to not focus so much on and just, you know, horse showing is not always, okay, we're going to go, we're going to win. It's sort of, right. We're going to go, we're going to see where we're at. We're going to, and you know, build our goals around feedback from the judge. And, you know, maybe you, you, you go and you have a, a terrible day and it was just not your day or whatever. And, and you can say, that's fine. But you, you, you know, by going to a horse show, you can always sort of gauge things and, and you have great feedback from the judge and, and it's not expected that you, you go and you expect everything's going to be perfect. And, you know, because then otherwise you have nothing to work on and, and then Reese and maybe I will be out of a job. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, get out early and, and see, you know, and, and build and your training shows, around, right? around that a little bit. Yeah. Right. We, schooling shows are a great way to do that. And and here in Florida, there's schooling shows and they are funny days. They're like on Tuesday, you know, we're like, we'll go to a schooling show or in this case in our neighborhood, it, it's on a Sunday, but you know, they're great events to go out and do that. And in Kentucky, uh, we have them in the winter as well. It's not just down here, you know, down here, obviously we can go right to showing and, and recognize competitions as well. But, you know, it's always good to have that sort of goal, have that plan, because Karen hasn't shown since we left Florida last year. So it's it's been a while to to get ready to go. And and we were showing intro last year. This is our first time showing training level. So it it, it and it also shows you, okay, this is great. Like a couple of times I was like, Hey, I remember you last year couldn't canter in that spot, you know? So it is yeah. fun to step back too and and remember that and and be, you know, realistic about your goals. But also I think it's also good to be reminded like you know, a year ago, we couldn't do this. And <laughs> look how far you've come in a year. Uh, and that's pretty cool too. 
So I think yeah, that's both the fun thing about writing them down and keeping them is that you can look back and you can see. And I think it's good too that you see that you that you can attain them. You yeah, know, that you make. It's always important that you make attainable goals. That you don't set goals that are so far fetched that you can never get them because that's discouraging. So you you set some really attainable short term goals. Not yay, I got that goal, and it makes you feel good. It gives you that positive feedback to go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So, you know, last winter, geez, I mean, the goal was just to be able to canter the horse. And, you know, we, we attained that goal and we're cantering around now all over the place. Every place we've gone, we've cantered, you know, every time yes, we've left the farm. And so, you know, for me, I mean, that may not, that may sound crazy, but for me coming back as an, as a much older adult rider, that was a little bit hard to, to get that back, even though I cantered all over the place when I was a kid. So, I mean, that's very positive feedback for me. You know, I, I'm, I feel good when I, you know, go to the farm down the road and Oreo is being a little hollow and he's not really paying attention, but I can still get him around and we can get a good transition and we can canter around in a 20 meter circle. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, so that's, that's, and it's just those little things that make such a huge difference in your, in your confidence level and, and in how you feel about it. So it's, I think it's really important to set those little goals. And then absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's cool here because here in Florida, we live in an equestrian neighborhood. So w- my friend was hosting uh, an event with Andy Thomas. So we went over the day before and we rode and then we went the next day and Karen rode, you know, so we were able to do some cool things, but, you know, going on field trips and getting out and off the farm, it is so important. And we forget that. Or sometimes it's just, it's a, sometimes a lot of work. <laughs> um, yeah, and it can, it can be a pain, you know? And yeah, it it's a pain. Like, where you might be thinking, oh, is this really going to be worth it and, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's kind of all part and parcel of putting the work in, right, and and, and yeah. not staying around in your own sandbox at home. But, um, you know, if you have competition goals or, you know, that's something that you want to do, you have to, like I said, you know, get out a little earlier or get out often and, and you know, just, just that's, that's part of dealing with your comfort zone and, and pushing yourself. And I think, you know, after doing it a little bit, that it'll, it, it is worth it. And it, it's important right. to, to get off the property. Absolutely. Yeah. Your horse is different when you, when he gets out of his home ring. Oh, for sure. You know? So you might be doing it perfect at home, but it's a little bit harder to get it when you get to a different place because they're not paying attention to you as much or they get a little hopped up or you know, whatever. It depends on the horse, but yeah. Well, and it, so. yeah, and it's even different at the horse show, you know, than even just going to the clinic, you know, it's, yeah. you know, you got braids in and you got different clothes on and the clothes may feel weird. And, you know, it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's all very, very difficult. And you have to, you have to kind of rip the bandaid off in a way and, and go do it. And that's what we've been saying today. It's like, okay, come on, it's time. And, you know, but you're very prepared and you're very ready and that was the other thing that we we've talked about, you know, so this week we've, we've switched from training mode. Then this week I said, okay, come on, we're in show mode. So we're riding the tests and we're watching the geometry and we're working on preparation for the stretchy circle, you know, all these things so that then on Sunday, it's, it's not a big deal. This is, it's, it's right. you, we've been working and you can do this test forwards, backwards, upside down, hopefully not upside down, but you can yeah. do it. But we've been working on the bits and pieces of it all along. And this week we put yeah. it together yeah. put it together and make sure because it's, you know, it's easy to do the individual pieces sometimes, but then when you put it all mm-hmm. together, it's, it's a little bit faster pace. You have to hit your marks. Like you say, you got to think about your geometry and where you're going. So that's all. You know, I think it's really important to practice that test a few times before you go yeah. in. So you've got it in your For head. Sure. 
All right. So well, yeah, we're gonna be we're we're gonna be wishing you luck and crossing our fingers for you. We're, and we are so excited. So we will report back when we care about our journey here in Florida for the next couple months, uh, and we can't wait to hear about your journey and your continued journey with Oreo. And if anybody has questions about your journey with Oreo, but also Kentucky Performance Products, how can they find you online? Oh, they can go to kppusa.com. We have uh, a really nice website there. Uh, lots of information on it. You can go to our Facebook page, Kentucky Performance Products, and you can either private message or leave uh, a post on the page with questions or anything like that. And you can also call the office if you have supplement or nutrition questions. We're open five days a week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Eastern Standard Time, and the phone number is 859-873-2974. And I've got some great girls answering the phone that can answer product questions as well. So you'll, you'll probably find somebody to talk to that can help you. Fantastic. Well, Karen, thanks so much. And we can't wait to hear it as your journey continues. Well, thank you. It'll be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, Karen told us all about her goals with Oreo. So I've got to ask you, what are some goals that you have set for your own horses? Oh, Reese, that's hard to think about at the moment as I was talking about the weather and it's a little um, disappointing. I want to get going. I want to get riding and it's it's hard, but I have some fantastic horses going right now. So I think that we've got a horse that I'll be really working forward towards riding the I2 with him in preparation maybe for a Grand Prix. You know, for all these things, we've really got to cross our fingers, to, you know, for it to happen. But um, he's going fantastically. Uh, he actually had a season off of showing just to kind of work on the Grand Prix, the PF Passage and the twos and ones. So that work is actually really coming together and paying off. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then the horse that had a really successful six-year-old year as uh, we're putting stuff together to maybe show him in the FEI seven-year-old test. So... That's kind of what we're looking forward to. Lots of other horses who are going to be showing and, and all of this. I haven't really set goals too much for, you know, I have like a horse that should be third level, but, you know, she's just learning her changes depending on how that goes. So, you know, we're just plugging away, just just working yeah. at it. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Fantastic. Well, yeah. So I, I also have have big things going with my guys. Elon Court's ready to show an inch or two. So we're ready. We'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. And then I am really looking forward to maybe by the end of Florida, he'll be ready to do a Grand Prix. So that would be super fun. Uh, I think for all of us and, and my whole team and Phil's been a huge part of that team. So we will all really enjoy that. There will be probably a party for that. I think anytime you pick up, pick a young horse and it does Grand Prix, you have to have a little party for sure. A so big party. yeah, big we're party. looking forward to that. that I, I, I'm really looking forward to the party. So that's the goal with him in the next couple months. And, and well, like I said, we're going to go down the center line here very shortly. So that'll be cool. And then follow me, Big Mike, we've talked about, and you guys here on the show have, have kind of heard my journey with him. He will do a pre-St. George also in the next few weeks. So that will be fun. I'm really looking forward to him becoming an official FEI horse. And I, I can't wait for, I need Pam Stones. I need the, the magnets for my car to kind of <laughs> show everybody here in Wellington, but uh, it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to having, gosh, two FEI horses going. There's a big knock on wood on that one, but yeah. I don't want them yeah. to hear that, but they are going 
really well and I'm really enjoying enjoying the process with both of those horses. And the same thing, I've got some other ones coming along. Uh, one that needs to learn his changes as well, but you know, really enjoying and he's getting stronger and doing well. So all good things down here. So I'm really looking forward to, to 2020 for sure. It's going to be a great year. Well, Phil, we want to just talk about with everybody, as you know, we love our total saddle fit products. They are my fantastic products. I am really looking forward to trying the slim stability stirrup leathers. This is one of the newer items that they've come out with from Justin. So we have the original stability stirrup leathers, but I've just chatted with Justin for us to try the slim ones. So I'm really looking forward to reporting back. We've had some questions on what people like better and and we don't know because we've not tried them. So we're looking forward to giving those a try. And as always, the Total Saddle Fit products are fantastic products. And they're always what I really like about yeah. this company is that they're always innovating and, and yes. thinking of new ideas or you know, taking feedback from from riders about about their products. And you know, I think it's just a just a great company that's really concerned about quality and concerned about the, the products being useful to, to people and and you know they're great about interacting with their customers. You know that you can you can shoot them an, an email and you get an answer back and they're um, it's just it's just a fabulous company and, and they have great products and 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 they're wonderful quality to them and they and they care about they care about their customers and I think that's yeah. really important in today's you know in today's market so Agreed. we thank Justin for being a sponsor of our show I think he's been you know been with us for a few yeah. years now and you know without without these companies we wouldn't wouldn't be able to put on the show. You know, to be able to talk dressage and have all kinds of great guests on and great tips, and it's been a fantastic supporter. So, thank you, Justin at Total Saddle Fit. If you want to get in touch with them, just go to totalsaddlefit.com and you'll find out how to order the products or to contact the company. and And it's just been great. Yeah, fantastic. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Phil, you've got our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week. I don't even know. So dealer's choice, what you got for us? <laughs> Actually, I was, as, as people know, that Robert Dover came up to teach a clinic here in the fall, and then he's been doing the horse mastership. I'm sure you were, you were I saw on your Facebook that you were over there helping out with that. Did. Thing I did the, some interviews, some podcast interviews with the kids. They were amazing. They were a lot of fun. And and something that Robert talks about a lot is is having vision for your rides or or really using your imagination. I think that that is a really important um, aspect to riding and creating training and a horse that that you would you know that you would like to ride he talks about it as in you know if you're for example if you're going to do a trot transition you have to first have a vision for what you want that transition from if you're going from walk to trot to feel like and to look like from the ground and and really using your mind and your imagination to to build a better horse instead of you know just sort of doing something and not really having an idea about what your expectation is or, or what it should look like, what it should feel like. Uh, I think he talks a lot about creating an image in your mind and using that to help you train the horse better. I That's know that funny. you've ridden with him a little bit and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and have a little perspective into this. So, so what do you think? You know, riding is so mental, right? Like I think we forget about that piece a lot of times. And I think it's super important to, to always think about that. Like what, 
where am I going? What do I want my horse to look like? How, how am I going to get there? I think that's super important. And, you know, I think about it literally every night before I go to bed, like, where am I going? And what is that Grand Prix going to feel like? And what is my test going to feel like? So I think it is super important to have that idea of vision and to, to really put your mind as part of it. The horses, you know, will, will go to us. They're just amazing creatures like that. You know, they, they will really, if we have vision, they feel it and they take it as well. And, and I think it's a huge part. So I love it. You know, I think, uh, just think it's, it's very easy to get trapped into a little bit, the idea of doing, 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 doing without really like envisioning, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, have a moment halt or, you know, and if you have a coach helping you, like, Really try to have them explain because, I mean, for a lot of us, it's the, you know, first time riding a shoulder in or the first time riding a flying change. Really try to have an understanding of what that would feel like, you know, for experienced riders like you or I, we sort of have that idea a little bit more ingrained, you know, having ridden through the levels at least a couple of times, have that ingrained in, in what our vision is. But for, for riders, even if you could just focus on one aspect of, I want this transition to feel more uphill, for instance, right. or I want the downwards transition to be lighter in my hand, then at least, you know, you you are searching for something, yes. right? Not just doing, sure. doing, doing, doing over, 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 yeah. over, repeating, 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 without having, using your imagination to really say, what is my goal with this next you know, with the shoulder in or, or with right. the transition. And, and, and that, I think that would help a lot of people to make yeah. progress. Yeah. Make progress I, I really, think it's you know. genius. No, I really do. I think it's really an important thing to think about and something that you just, if you don't know what it feels like, or your trainer says, that's it. Sometimes it's really important to, to then take that yourself, remember what that feels like, and maybe even go do some research. I mean, some of the things that we do here on the show are to, to give you books and to give you some resources to help you get to that point. So, you know, I was working a turn on the forehand with one of my students the other day, and I said, look, there's great resources, especially if you're a member of USDF. They have the free e-track system, tons of free information out there, even if you just Google thing, you know, something. Yeah. Videos. I mean, or I was videos, recently just watching or, yeah. a video on YouTube. It was uh, Carl Hester and Charlotte Dujardin giving a mini clinic at the last uh, Olympia in December. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, when you're riding your horse, and it doesn't matter if this most talented horse in the world or not, you know, have a vision of uh, mm-hmm. of a really talented horse to say, okay, I what want my trot mean? transition to at least have the vision of, or use my imagination. And yeah, what would it feel like to ride one of those amazing horses? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how can I bring that into my daily training a little bit and and, and just pretend? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but not pretend, pretend, pretend but yeah, just think that's what it feels like. That's what it looks like. I think it's or, fantastic. Or, yeah, that's how, that's what I want to sit like. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and that, I think that's a great way to, you know, at least uh, imagine your, your goals happening. Yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Well, Phil, I love it. The theme of 2020 vision and vision in your writing. Fantastic. Uh, great tip, Phil. 
Well done. Well, if it comes from Robert Dover, I think, you know, I can give yeah. him a little bit of credit, right? Yeah, yeah. give Robert he's some credit, good at too. Teaching. Yeah, we, he's really good at that. So uh, <laughs> we thank Robert as well. Well, as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at Horse Radio Network. Phil and I love questions, so don't be afraid to send us an email or, or a Facebook shout-out because we'll get it, and we love those. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show, and don't forget to check out all the other shows in the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, and happy 2020, the year of vision. And we look forward to all kinds of fun goal setting and reaching it this year. 